Segunda Show. Hey, I'm Morty from All Day Soccer, and you are listening to Radio 8-Ball with Andros Jones. <laughs> Radio 8-Ball, give us a shake. We're here in the studio, tempting fate, Mm-mm. putting questions to the songs which we will randomly select. Here with the help of our friend, Synchronicity. And now it's time for the Radio 8-Ball. And welcome back to Rainy Eight Ball, the show where we answer questions by picking songs at random and interpreting those randomly chosen songs as the answers to the questions. Like picking musical tarot cards, I am your host, Andras Jones, here in the studio with Don Heffington. All right. <laughs> and I love how you just say all right. I love that. Yeah. And he is providing the oracle fodder for our musical divinations and inviting his friends to join us. Oh, we should once again give props to the man playing bass. Dominic Genova, yes. Dominic Genova. And now we are joined in the studio, our second in the studio guest, Paul Bodie. Welcome to Radio 8 Ball. Hey, what's happening, man? Well, I'm excited to have you on the show. Now, this is, I should tell the listeners, there's a crazy synchronicity already. What? In the, this has never happened before. What? I have, oh. uh, that I have, this week we were taping three shows here at Starburns, and I've never had two guests, two musical guests, invite the same uh, person to be a guest on both of their shows in the same week. So you're going to be here twice. Right, right. Yeah, you're like the you're 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 like a kind of co-host. No, I'm more like the thing that wouldn't go away. <laughs> or, or like one of the like one like the guest hosts who like the people who are on were on Johnny Carson night after. Yeah, night right, right, yeah, yeah. So now I did a little bit of research on you. Was that, I did. The well, FBI probably has a bigger file. Than, than you could find, but you know, be my guess. Well, the the first thing that I came across, I, I did a search for you, and I found that you're referenced in a Tom Waits song that he, the a Chucky Weiss Tom Waits song. Right. Yeah. Which song is that? Uh, Rains on me. Rains on me. Right. Yeah. And why? How did that happen? Oh, because uh, I knew Waits and Chucky. I've known those guys for forty years, from when I used to work at the Troubadour. And that's how I got to know Tom and all that stuff. What did you do with the Troubadour? Um, as little as possible. But I was <laughs> a doorman. I was a doorman. This is funny because Chucky Weiss, who's going to be our guest yeah. coming up, when we had Elaney on, he, they were reminiscing about how he taught her how to be a good door person. And the thing he taught her was you got to hold on to the money. Because someone might come and grab it. Oh, <laughs> so my God. He made her all nervous to, like, could she hold the money if someone yeah. came and tried to grab it? Did anyone ever try and grab the money from No, me? no, no. I was a doorman. Chucky got that. Chucky worked in the kitchen at the oh, Troubadour. Really? Uh, master <laughs> chef. Um, master um, chef. Um, was he really? The money thing. No, no. I, I had nothing to do with the money except if a show was sold out and people wanted to get in. Oh, okay. That's when I handled the money. Got it. So He doorman. was always there. He knows where all the bodies are. Yeah. Buried. So what years were you there? Uh, from 73 to about 80. 
So off like, nine. so like the 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 bummer years, the years when not a lot was going on. Yeah, not a lot was going on. <laughs> this is where everything was like the whole world was coming out. Yeah, of the it, was, it, was, it, was, it was it was it was pretty hot. It was pretty hot. Were, I mean, what was like the. I'm sure there were many, many highlights. But when you are there, any ones that you want to share? Oh, Miles Davis. Seeing he did he played three nights, so he had to do two shows. Seeing him for six nights. Wow. At the height of the, the it was is it was the big electric band with with Pete Cozy and, like and all Bitches those cats. Brew, that no, era? no, no. It was after Bitches Brew. These are more like the Jack soul, Johnson. Not, not, it was right around that time. But these were the more soul guys. Yeah. Uh, heavy with uh, Al Foster on drums, who just beat the heck out of his drums hmm. and Pete Cozy on guitar and, and it was heavy Michael Henderson on bass who was Stevie Wonder's bass player wow it was something man it was something and he also that's what I uh, he called me a name that uh, when he came in what what do you what do you call you can I say it on the air you can say whatever you want uh, um, no here okay here's what happened he comes into the troubadour I let him into the troubadour and he comes in and he's got this white fur coat on, and he's with his whole band, and they look like a gang. And you know, and Miles has, you know, Miles had that that aura about him. It's, yeah. It's kind of scary. You don't want to mess with him. So he he goes in and sits down as the people are coming in. And, you know, and people are looking at him. So what, what, you know, what's he doing? You know. So and and he motions me over, and I go over to him, and I say, Yeah, Mr. Davis, what can I get for you? And he mumbles something because he couldn't talk. Yeah, no, you don't yeah, have that yeah, voice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, I, and I said, oh, Mr. Davis, you want a rum and coke? <laughs> and he looks at me, man, like I said, the squarest thing in the world. And he said, no, nah, motherfucker, Remy Martin. And so I went and got him as yeah. Remy Martin. <laughs> so I got called a motherfucker by Miles Davis. There you go, man. You know, and that, 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 it's like that, a hickey from Kanicki when yeah, you care but, to but spend no, the but, very best. Yeah, but no, I mean, but Troubadour was great. I mean, it was a, a great job. Um, it was a good period. Though. Yeah, it was a good period being in Hollywood. Yeah. But anyway, that's where I know Waits and, and, and Big Head Chucky from. Yeah, Big Head Chucky, that's that's what you call him? Yeah, because cause, uh, Chucky said he knew Muddy Waters, right? You know, because yeah. when, when you get a bunch of record geeks like Chucky was or Chucky is and me together in a room, we always try to outdo each other. Well, I know this guy, this guy. And, and Chucky said he knew Muddy Waters. And I said, man, you don't know Muddy Waters. And then Muddy Waters was playing up the street. And we went up to see Muddy Waters playing in. Chucky said, let's go up to the dressing room. I'm going to introduce you to Muddy Waters. I said, you don't know Muddy Waters. And so he took us up to the dressing room, and we walked into the dressing room, and Muddy says, if it ain't that old big head Chucky Weiss. <laughs> so, so so, that's, um, I mean, that, that's case. He yeah. got you. He, he got me. <laughs> yeah. He got me. He got me. Yeah. So, and I'm told you also had a band. Yeah, I had a band. Sheiks of Shake. Sheiks of Shake. We put a single out called Bullets in My Gun, uh, which was instrumentally that the we put it together from the from that scene in King Kong where the guys are dancing, Kong Kong, dun dun. It sounded sort of like that. I wanted to sound sort of like that. <laughs> and what what year did that come out? Uh, 79. 79. Yeah, 79. That, that was the height of my uh, recording career. And did you? Who was who? Anyone you want to mention who was in the band? Or you oh, yeah, we, we had Louis Lista, a guy named Carlos Dickian that was on the record, and John Real Gun Sanborn played guitar. We were like a psychedelic blues band. Yeah, it was a good band. You know, it was, it was, it was, it was pretty good. It was fun. And uh, you played the Troubadour? Yeah, we played the Troubadour, but we, but we played all the other places too, like Blackies, 
uh, Hong Kong, the On Club, every place. You open a hole, we play it. <laughs> and uh, well, you know, we're going to get a lot. I mean, I'm now I'm going to go and do my research. I'm going to come when we have you back in. For oh, the listeners, well, two weeks when when you're on with Icy Hawks in L.A., well, I'm going to have a whole bunch more questions for well, you. Well, Paul Axe was in one of the latter day versions of, of, of Sheiks of, of Shake. Yeah. Oh wow. Yeah. So so there it is. It all ties it, up. It all ties, it all ties up. So wait, I, I, Don, have you ever crossed paths with Icy Hawks? Do you ever? Oh, I've seen them around town. Yeah, sure, yeah. of course. Yeah, yeah. I'm a, I'm a big fan of uh, Paul's band Double Knot Spy Car. Mm-hmm. That, uh, in fact, those of you who are listening to this show right now. Double Knot Spy Car is the bed music that plays underneath this. So they've been are, are underneath the talking music for 20 years now. Actually, oh, really? When they when we used to do the show <clears throat> on Chaos, uh, uh, the community radio station in Olympia, I used to always announce them. I say, and uh, the music that you're listening to now is Double Knot Spy Car playing the finest porn music in North Hollywood since the early 1990s. They fly up every week to do this show. They just hang out in the back, and that's them playing. And, uh, of course, they never did. But now, this week, will be my first chance to get a little closer to Double Knots. Yeah, see, well, that's good. So, now... You've been listening to our format. You probably have right. a... You're, you're a man with many questions, I imagine. Oh, not really. No? I run out of questions, man. Oh, really? Run out of questions, run out of answers. But yeah, I might... I might um, yeah, I think I might have some. Well, we can provide both. Um, my question is, why Summit Avenue? <laughs> why Summit, Summit Avenue? Avenue? I'm not even going to ask you to explain that until after. I will ask you to yeah, explain no, afterwards. No. But everyone can f- try and get their brain into this psychedelic blues question. <laughs> Why Summit Avenue? And now to engage the Pop Oracle, you get to pick a card, any card. Pick a card, any card. Oh, yeah. Pick a card, pick a card, any card. Pick that card and show it. Six is the card. Song number six from Don Heffington is going to be... All right. Fired Again. Fired Again. <laughs> wow, story of my life. Yeah, that's me, man. Fired Again. Fired Again. Just like the last time And the time before then Well, I'm fired again Fired again It's just like they told me I've been fired again Going through the wanted's Talking to friends I'm up before daybreak And in before ten I went to my gal's place Just to see where she's been She'd packed up her suitcase Gone with the wind Cause I'm fired again 
again Just like the last time And the time before then Hey, I'm fired again Fired again It's just like they told me I've been fired again How about some contrabass? They told me I've been fired again. And that was Fired Again from Don Heffington featuring the fabulous bass playing of Dominic Genova. Dominic Genova. Wow, really <clears throat> wonderful. And that was the answer to Paul Bodie's question, why Summit Ave? <laughs> what do you think, Bodie? Now, now, before we get into the interpretation, tell us a little bit about the background of that song. All right, well, I was playing a thing at the Ace Theater, a Hal Wilner thing, and uh, I don't know, me and Sebastian Steinberg were on, on, this, on this gig, and uh, I don't know, we started working on some tune, and... Uh, I don't know. Hal said, "You know, let's do this one without the band." And and uh, and, uh, and um, Sebastian said, "Fired again." And uh, you know, so I said, "Well, fired again." You got—that's the whole song. I mean, you got that line. You pretty much got the song. Right? Yeah. So I just filled in the blanks after that. So it's me and Sebastian. We wrote this thing, and uh, you know, that's about all there was to it. It, it just uh, went down like it went down. You know. Yeah. So now. Well, let me tell you, because before, because I want to get into why <laughs> Summit Ave. But so I did a little searching here yeah, on, online. I looked just looked up Summit Ave. Now the famous Summit Ave is in uh, is in uh, Saint actually Saint Paul, 
St. Paul, Summit Avenue is a street in St. Paul, Minnesota, okay. United States. Speaking of uh, Tom Waits, a uh, letter from a hooker in, Min- in Minneapolis, known for being the longest avenue of Victorian homes in the country, having a number of historic houses, church, synagogues, and schools. And so it is the longest avenue. Uh, uh, in, that's the wrong one. That's the wrong one. And then, <laughs> and then the other Summit Ave that comes up is the Summit Ave on green on the Green Line in the M- MBTA in uh, Boston. Well, no. We don't even make the internet. With wow. We don't even. No. So, so uh, tell. So now that's now I have my own interpretations. But tell now. Get let's get into your. Okay, Summit Avenue is a street in Pasadena that runs uh, what north, north and, and south, south, north and south. Yeah. And just, just east of Fair. Fair Oaks. And right around when it gets to Orange Grove, it gets real deep, if you know what I mean. <laughs> and he lived there right around the same time I lived. We on lived there at the same time. Yeah, same time on, on yeah, Summit yeah. Avenue. And we, Summit Avenue was always known as the baddest street in Pasadena. <laughs> it was, yeah. And, and it was. I mean, now, I mean, is that it? No, I don't know what Pasadena is like historically, but that kind of sounds like the baddest street in Disneyland. No. Oh, no, 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 no. Pasadena's no. tough. No, Pas- uh, well, well, back so, then. So, yeah, I mean, yeah, Pasadena yeah. was tough, and Summit Avenue was the toughest. This was right yeah. by the projects. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. there was, uh, there used to be a club called the 145 Club, something like that, on Summit in Orange Grove, and every weekend they find a body <laughs> outside of the joint. Wow. Yeah. You know, yeah. every week, I mean, it wouldn't miss a week. I mean, it was, it was, it was just constant... It was just it was just bad news. And you tennis couldn't years. go to sleep without somebody trying to crawl in your window. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, oh yeah, yeah. I, I was did. living in a Victorian house, three story Victorian house, with some other guys, and my rent was thirty eight bucks a yeah. month. Yeah, uh, you know, and, back those in the, the days. Day. And I lived in this huge house. It was like a mansion, and it was the biggest house I've ever lived in. And it was only like maybe one hundred fifty a month, so between four or five people, <laughs> yeah. it was great. But it was. Um, I mean, it was. It had a butcher shop on the corner of where I lived that had the live chickens. You know, you go, you know, pick your chicken, mm-hmm. and uh, I mean, it was rough, man. It was. It was like being in a hole. So, yeah. So, when you ask why yeah. Summit Ave, no, no, I was what, asking. What, I mean, is why, that why did you yeah, have connect on yeah, Summit Ave? Yeah, no, 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 no. Why? I, I, I know why I ended up on Summit <laughs> Avenue. But but I mean, how did he end up? How, how did he <laughs> end up? <laughs> well, well, obviously, he was fired again. Well, I can right. tell you exactly how I was. There's a, there was a drug dealer that lived upstairs, yeah. and uh, I knew some guys that used to frequent the house. He went to Turkey and got busted. Oh. Trying to get hashish oh, back. It was like, like, it was like Midnight Express. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Wow. A real wow. live one. He was stuck over there for a couple of years, I think. Wow. And uh, meanwhile, so the, the place opened up, obviously. So yeah. we started living there, and uh, I ended up, you know, I ended up with a maid's quarters. I was kind of on the late come. It was about 69, 70. Yeah. And yeah. that's how I ended up there. But we never had any trouble. We never yeah. really had any trouble. I don't know. Maybe we were like an oddity on the street. No, I, I, got, I got I got, burglarized here once. Well, we got burglarized, but I mean any real trouble. Yeah. On Christmas Eve, a guy came into the window. Yeah. Uh, tried to take something from us, and we, we had nothing for him to take. <laughs> and you he, had to apologize potatoes. to him and let him go. Yeah. So now I got a question for you guys. Have you been? Have you ever been fired? Have I been fired, God. man? Are you kidding? Yeah. Yeah? I mean, yeah. I, I know people who have never been fired. I've been fired so many times. 
Like I, I tried to have a straight job. I worked as a bartender for like eight years. Oh yeah. And I worked I, the bartenders who I knew. It became like this joke of like they'd six months later they'd see me in another bar and they'd see me in another bar. Just right. could never figure out. And so I, I always wonder. Like for I got me, fired from a car wash. Yeah. Oh, that's hard to do. Oh man, nobody can get fired. But you know what else wash. happened? I got my foot stuck in that thing that drags the cars. <laughs> yeah. Drug me through the hot wax. Oh, jeez. Oh, oh, I think that's what I think that sealed my fate. Yeah. My, ended my career. I mean, I mean, how can somebody get fired from a car wash? I, beats I mean, me. What's yeah. the What's your worst firing that you've that you've had, Paul? What was like God. the one? Uh, oh, I'm trying to think. Oh, I had a job in Hollywood at a place called Rainbow Records, which, which put out records uh, for all the companies, right? And that's where they pressed them and made them and all that stuff. And one day they asked me what hours I wanted to work. And I said, oh, 12 to 8. So I used to come in at 12, <laughs> leave at 8. Yeah. The, the night was just starting. Noon to 8. Yeah, noon to 8. And uh, so anyway, that was happening for a while. All of a sudden, the guy got kind of bugged, and he had to let me go right around Christmas. But he still gave me a, a, a coupon for a Christmas turkey. Oh, that's nice. <laughs> yeah. But, you know. All right. But, I, yeah, I mean, but I think that was uh, probably, yeah, that was, no, usually I used to I, I used to quit jobs to hear music. If yeah. somebody was playing and I couldn't get off, I'd just say, well. Yeah. You see know, ya. I'll, yeah, see ya. But, yeah. but yeah, I think that was probably the only job that I really got fired. I've been fired from bands and stuff like oh, that. Oh, yeah, that's... You know. I feel like that's a different thing. I mean, it's, it's, it is... In some ways, it's harder, but in another way, it's not like... I don't know. Most of the bands I've been fired from or... Like it's not a real job because I wasn't like we. It yeah. wasn't like a successful gig right, anyway. Right. Yeah, 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 yeah. If you were successful, you so wouldn't blessing. be getting fired. Yeah, it's yeah. a blessing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We weren't getting paid anything. But. I used to call it calling. I, my term for it was getting peshied. You know the scene in Goodfellas where he thinks he's going to get made. Right. Oh, and he right, walks right, in the yeah, room and is like, the room. Oh, oh, fuck. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and that's yeah. That was the feeling of like, hey. We need to talk with you. Like, oh, yeah, yeah. I've been doing a great job. Yeah, I'm yeah, getting right. raised. Yeah, 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 like, yeah, yeah. Uh, we're letting you go. Yeah, yeah, we're letting you go, man. That's, oh, that's, fuck. But I've been laid. Up. I've been laid off from a million jobs, but not only fired from a few. Oh, and laid off is different. That's when they're going to call you back. Yeah. You know, because when you get fired, you're you're done. <laughs> yeah. No. You're, no. You're not always. Sometimes they'll take you back. God, man, well, I, because of unemployment, they, it's more like they they have to. There's they they're not pay. they have to pay if they fire you, but if they let you go, yeah, they yeah yeah yeah. <laughs> it's like you might come back, yeah, but you're never coming back. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, uh, Paul, what do you what did you feel? But wait, so do you feel like you got an answer in this song? <laughs> sure, the answer is right there. Fired again. I mean, that was it. That was, that was the cosmic answer. So I'm curious, what got you both out of Summit Ave? Uh, well, what got me out was a car. And um, I, you know, sometimes, you know, I moved up to the Russian River for a minute and then came back to L.A., lived in East Hollywood, and that's where I just ended up. I just, yeah, you and me both. You know, ended up, you know it was just, it was just um, uh, well, from Summit Avenue, I went to New Mexico. That's right. And then, um, you know, up, up up to the Russian River. You know, it, it's, um, you know, you can't stay. You know, uh, I, I mean, I mean, when you when you grow up in the San Diego Valley, you wanna you wanna move around a little bit. You know, because it's, it's 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 a little better now, but um, 
I couldn't wait to get out. I wanted to get to Hollywood because that's where the action was, I thought. Yeah. Something about the idea of summit makes you feel like it's like you like this, like we've peaked. You've you've reached the mountaintop, but this sounds like it's the opposite. No, well, well, like you've reached the bottom. Peak, yeah, know. like it's, yeah, it it's an real... ironic name. Summit. Ab I had a is great actually... time. Though. I mean, I no, 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 yeah. no. I, I don't. It was, it was just a part of life. It was part of growing up then. Yeah. And you're on your own for the first time. I yeah. remember how I got there. This guy I knew in high school uh, started calling me for uh, he had a gig. I couldn't believe it. You know, I was like, I was 18, 19. He had a gig in a bar. I had to get like a phony ID to, yeah. to do this stuff. And uh, <laughs> he did like a lot of Elvis tunes. He did a lot of rockabilly. It kind of turned me on to rockabilly. And, uh, and you know, we were making 15 bucks a night. I couldn't believe Man, it. Five sets a night, that's 15 bucks. And, you know, whatever that amounted to a week, six nights a week, six days a week. And, uh, you know, so I, that's when I was able to move out of my parents' house. You know, before that, I'd gotten out. I used to hitchhike around. I used to hitchhike up and down the coast and stuff. But actually, I had like a... A means, of, you know, a, a source of income. Yeah, I mean, you right. Know, which would seem like a fortune back then. It Sixty-five was, bucks a, a week. Yeah, or heck yeah, that's you about, know, especially when your rent's thirty-eight yeah, bucks. Yeah, right? I mean, that's about what I paid. Got paid, yeah. man. Yeah, it was you know, great. What, what much more than that? I don't yeah. remember how I left exactly, but I did go to East Hollywood. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I went Gas to East Hollywood. What, Twenty-five, twenty-four cents a gallon. Don't yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I went. I, yeah, I went to East Hollywood, and um, I've lived, been there ever since. Yeah, I lived right in back of Gold Star. Studios. Oh wow! Yeah, before they tore it down. Well, when I say East Hollywood, I guess I'm talking farther east. You're, yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm you're you're really Lake. really yeah. East Hollywood. I'm thinking yeah. more like Los Feliz. What yeah. used to be the Silver Lake Los Feliz area. Yeah. But then Silver Lake got snooty. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? You can't it's call it anything to do with Silver. That's not Silver Lake. Yeah. And technically now it's the Franklin Hills, oh, whatever yeah, the hell yeah. that means. See, yeah. You know I'm, where I am. I'm east of there. I'm 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 um, you know I'm in Silver Lake with the people. Yeah. Right. Got you, man. See. Yeah. <laughs> Well, you know, I just can't help but think that there's that for the people who are listening to this, they've made their own I they've made their own connections and I'm I'm very curious to hear what those are. So if you're a listener and you're listening to this, you have some ideas about how this relates to the idea I mean what your own particular summit av is or your own firing. Uh please well, share those. What yeah? Well oh. Summit Avenue nowadays could be the the, the Baltimore Hotel. Yeah. Yeah. Down, down on uh, main, just deal. just below Main Street. Um, have you gone back to that neighborhood? Have you? What well, ever... was it, uh, Summit? Yeah. Oh, sure. Cause I have my my I, my friend lives a couple of blocks up above where we were. Is it nicer now? Oh yes, yeah, it's, it's it's all right, but it's, it's still it's still pretty shady. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's still it's. But still... you know, like well, God, old town back then was a whole different yeah, yeah, deal. Yeah, yeah. It was nothing yeah, but right. boarded yeah. up building. Yeah. It was like uh, you know there was the there was the uh... yeah, but they still had the swastikas on everything. Huh? Really? Pasadena's got swastikas all over their their uh, their light posts. Wow! And like, Never noticed that. And they were like they 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 put them in in like the in the thirties. Yeah. So I'm like, right? It's like an Indian. They are uh, no East, no Indian in the thirties. People already knew they were Nazis. Wow! <laughs> I never saw that. I know they didn't mean it, but if you go like I did some like I did the I went to the Wild Honey thing, and if you go the, where they uh, where they have the show the Wild Honey show at the is it the Echo or I don't know this big theater in Pasadena. No, no, the theaters in Glendale. 
Oh, okay. Yeah. Maybe I'm thinking of Glendale. Oh, well, well Glendale. Well, there you go. Yeah, yeah, there you go. There you go. The city of Pasadena no. thanks you. No, yeah, yeah, and no. the city of Glendale says, "Why do you throw us no, under no, the bus?" No, 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 no. I'm not surprised by Glendale. That's Glendale. That's a whole difference. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. There, there's there's stories about Glendale, man. Okay, well, yeah. that, that makes that makes me, more sense. Yeah. Well, wow. uh, well, Paul, we're gonna we're gonna get into this is part one of the part, Paul Bodie experience. Boy, oh, you've just scratched the surface. Wait, there's not much more left. Oh, <laughs> I'm sure there is. Yeah. I'm gonna expect two more troubadour stories and one oh. more story of squalor in Pasadena. Well, well, no, that's yeah. Well, everywhere I was except the last place I lived in was squalor in Pasadena. Because yeah. I mean, you're a kid, man, yeah. and you don't have any money, and, and uh, I know. And you're just starting Some out. of us are adults and don't have any money. Well, well, see, yeah, yeah. Well, now I've taken care of that. So, yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you, Paul. Oh, it's good to be here. Uh, good to be anywhere. Thanks for listening to Radio 8 Ball. If you enjoy the show, please subscribe to us on iTunes or Stitcher and check out our website and the links provided for info about past and future shows on the Radio 8 blog, our ongoing Patreon campaign, and where you can download our Radio 8 Ball app that allows you to engage the Pop Oracle directly in the form of every song ever performed in the history of Radio 8 Ball. I hope today's musical divination brings and brought the sync to you wherever you are. And until next time... I'm your host, Andras Jones, wishing you lots of spine-tingling synchronicities, connections with the natural world, and all the inspiration you can handle. It's the Radio Show. It's a good show.